Hello out there in podcast land, and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where you always have lots of opinions, but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Adam. I'm joined by the cowboy. Uh, I just went bowling, and I hate you for making me watch this movie. <laughs> and the maestro. I am here. Yes. And there at the same time. Uh, this week, an MMA fighter... Cole Young seeks out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the enemies of the Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe in a reboot of a movie we did on spoilers way back in the day. It's Mortal Kombat! Do we have the soundtrack for that? That'd be pretty cool. No. Uh, That's basically it. Uh, like I said... So like I said, we did the 1995 version back in the archives. You want to check that out. So we're going to do the sequel to that movie from 1997. It is Mortal Kombat's Annihilation. This is directed uh. by John R. Leonetti. It stars Robin Shu, Talissa Soto, James Remar, Sandra Hess, Lynn Williams, and Brian Thompson. Here's a quick synopsis, then we'll get into our thoughts about the movie. I know Cowboys are about to pop. A group of martial arts warriors have only six days to save the Earth from an extra-dimensional invasion. Have you seen this movie before? Who are you asking? Anybody. <laughs> I wish I could still say no. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Maestro, I'm assuming yes for some reason. Of course. Okay, yeah. Uh, I had not. I, I had not seen any of the Mortal Kombats. Uh, I barely played the game. Uh, but... Okay, so this, what, this, what this do you want to say? Go for it. The, 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 the game, I loved it. I, I played the game in the arcades growing up. I mean, I used to spend my lunch money in the arcade playing this game because it was like after Street Fighter and it was more gruesome. So it was like, this is badass, you know? The movie came out, the first one, and it was like kind of nostalgic. You know, it was kind of cool because, oh man, I played that game. It's the movie sucked, but it was still cool because it was nostalgic. Then this one came out. Never seen it. Had no desire to see it because of the first one. Okay. I wish I could still say I still have not seen this movie. It is the worst rendition of a Power Rangers movie I've ever seen. This is Power Rangers? Holy crap. <laughs> uh, it's pretty much like a Power Rangers movie. I don't know, you man. Know. The Power Rangers movie was pretty good. Oh. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is a worse rendition of a Power Ranger. This is worse than the Power Rangers movie. I, I would say that it feels like this movie was made for us when we played the game. And that's it. Like if we were still <laughs> in, in, this, in the same time period of playing the game, maybe this would be more enjoyable. But as, but as adults... Too late. Too late. Yeah, right. Well, that's the thing about it, though, guys. When did this movie come out? 97. I, I don't know, man. Even for this, I think at that age, it would have been weird. Uh, although I, I think I probably would have forgiven a lot of the things that were like, wait, what? what? What's happening? Wait, wait, what? What? Dude, just, I'm sorry. It, I, I, <laughs> this movie makes me not want to see the new one coming out. Don't you dare <laughs> say that. But oh. I... I'm going to see the new one coming out because there's yes, no way there's no way it could be as bad as this. The the graphics, the CGI, oh my freaking lord. Wow. This movie 
freaking sucks. The best part of this movie was the two girls mud wrestling. <laughs> oh, you mean Melina? Yeah, Sonia and and the girl in the well, Melina. Yeah, the, when they were wrestling in the mud, they were fighting, but uh, you know they got muddy and it looked like mud wrestling to me. But um, yeah, Sonia just didn't. In the game, Sonia's badass. In the movie, well, she's a freaking soccer mom. <laughs> well, let's think about it this way, guys. Okay, so this was around the same time as Mortal Kombat three coming out because they were in, they re- they uh, referenced Cabal. Uh, they had Jax and they had a bunch of other characters that weren't in the original setup. Mm-hmm. Um, they did have a lot of recastings. Yes, and this was a film that I feel like they did everything in it that they didn't do in the first one. Like for instance, in the first film, they didn't uh, show a lot of uh, special abilities from each character. So in this film, I feel like that's where they kind of tried to do is like make every character show their cased awesome skills. Like even Johnny Cage, the very beginning before he died, his special like shadow kick. He died. Oh, right. Oh, come on, man. I, yeah, I, Johnny I, Cage. Sorry. I, 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 I get that, and I understand that, and I agree with that. They're trying to showcase their special abilities, but... Oh, this movie still sucked. I agree. There was <laughs> not a single person in this movie that was a good actor or or had any, like, acting skills whatsoever. Um, hmm. I I loved Raiden. In the game, oh, I hate Raiden in this movie. <laughs> it's very Raiden, weird. It's 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 like they tried to make him like Gandalf the White, Gray, whatever you know. Like, I mean, come on, he looked cool before with the long hair, the white, and then he comes out and he's like this young, trying to be young, but he still looked old. What was weird for me is this: the guy that's playing Raiden in this movie was the same guy that plays. Uh, Dexter's dad in, in Dexter. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and it was just, I couldn't not see that version of him. So him, <laughs> and, and even there was even parts where I felt like watching him act, it, he felt like, what am I doing here? That, that was kind of the, the vibe that I got from him. Like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening around me, but these are my yeah. lines. So I'm going to just say these. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was looking at the, I was looking at um, all the fight sequences because that's pretty much what I do in these films. Yeah. And I was watching how many times they switched out the characters for their stunt doubles, and it was hilarious. <laughs> That's another thing. It seemed like everybody had, except for maybe Liu Kang, had no formal or even uh, amateur fighting training at all. Jax had a boxing, boxing background. Uh, Jax has actually been in a lot of movies, uh, fight sequences and stuff yep. like that. So Jax is the only one that I was – Jax and Liu Kang are the only one who I could see be believable. But Sonya, like even when in her fight sequences, even her stunt double looked pathetic. I mean you, you want to talk about uh, Indiana Jones and, and, and <laughs> you know, the, the punch coming, you know? Yeah. Uh, Dude, this was like, oh my god. And then freaking Luke Kang turns into a fucking 
dragon type that that whole yeah dragon gator oh my god the, the whole claymation was ridiculous <laughs> yeah i was interested because like they were in in mortal kombat 3 they did these things called fatalities animalities babalities stuff like that and i was like oh they did the animality oh that's cool all right but that's about as far as it went i do remember animality uh, from the video games and like oh okay interesting what are you gonna do with this oh Oh no! Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> I was expecting more of along lines of what they did in the in the game. But I'm like, this is not what I expected. Didn't they also have like a friendality or something? Where they they it was just called friendship. Oh, it was just called friendship. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I I guess I didn't play it much. I watched my friends play it a lot, so most of my knowledge comes from them watching them play. But I always sucked at those games, so I was like, ah. Okay. <laughs> What I did enjoy though was watching the them just showcase the characters because I just wanted to see them. I didn't care what they did in the film afterwards, so I was like looking at to see what kind of characters they would bring out and how they would bring them out, like Cyrax, Noob, Sabot, uh, Sector, all those characters you saw, but they didn't say their names in the entire film, but you knew who they were. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh. But the, the thing is, is like the, the, the characters like Sub-Zero and, and Scorpion and whatnot, you know, those characters, uh, bad renditions of a cosplay outfit mm. is I, the only agree. thing I can say about this. There was horrible, horrible um, costumes. No, you, they, I, they hard, like, I, I think what you're saying like, is correct. It, it looks like it's a cosplay version that somebody would do versus yeah. what you're trying to imitate. Yeah, it was very bad, very very bad. And also to go with Mesha was saying about the showcasing that that does make sense because I also got the feeling that they were rushing through a lot of things because I, I think in their mind like we have so much movie to put out there so let's do it all very quickly because we have a lot of storyline that's important to get to. But there was the storyline sucked also. They're rushing yeah, well, through everything to get to nothing. The storyline yeah. jumped so much. You're like, wait, wait, what the hell's going on here? It's like they cut from this scene to Sonya, you know, and you don't even know what the hell she's doing. The freaking transport in your sphere and you're rolling down <laughs> and you got to shift to get this this transition, you know, like uh, lean to your left, you know, right up here. You know, it's like, it's, I feel like that was their only reasoning to do that. It was just so they could showcase different planes of the world they were fighting on because otherwise they'd have to traverse like normally like normal people and they couldn't do that. So yeah. eh. every single one of my notes has a question mark at the end of it. Cause the, the whole time I'm like, wait, what, how, what is happening? Is, who's this? Uh, uh, Okay, so um, let me know. I mean, I'm not uh, the 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 one the person to talk to about knowing everything about Mortal Kombat, but I've played quite a few of the games. Okay, even the ones that aren't battle based, like uh, the story game ones. That was weird, but I did that too. Okay. Well, just, also the dialogue was also very juvenile. Uh, the, the, there was nothing. Even the parts where they. I think we're trying to be deep came across as like, okay, that was like a, a fortune cookie. That's not, it was very, <laughs> everything was very monotone. Yeah. That, yeah, that too. It, it was very monotone, very like, there's no expression, no emotion, nothing in the, the way anybody said anything, you know, the one that was trying to uh, project, you know, emotion and stuff was the big bad guy, you know, with the skull. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shao Kahn, I believe. 
Shao Kahn, who you can get that skull at uh, Party City, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's supposed to be a realistic, like, you know, skull type thing. And it looked plastic. It looked yep. cheesy. Everything in this movie was cheesy. And it would have been such a better movie had they made it look a little bit more realistic, even though if it's in a different realm, you're, I mean, you're supposed to understand it. You know, it's in a different realm that's sucking earth into its realm and being one realm, you know, two realms into one. I get that. Um, but it, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> wow. Curse so, you, Adam. So angry. <laughs> I'm very angry at this because I actually – was looking forward to this because of the new movie coming out and I watched it today and I was like, Oh my God. No, I don't want to watch the next movie. <laughs> it has to be better. Look at it that no, way. It will be. It has to be. It has, it has to be, but I mean, the first movie wasn't that great, but like I said, it was nostalgic, you know, it was like, Hey, these are the characters I play in the game. You know, this is yeah. badass. You know, and then the second movie comes out and I didn't watch it. And I watched it today. I was like, oh, this has got to be better than the first one. No, no. It was like a hundred times worse. <laughs> so bad. Okay. So, so, so before before okay. you guys keep on going, all right, just to let you guys know about the characters playing in the new Mortal Kombat movie. Louis Tan, um, the guy that we're talking about. He's a huge martial artist as well. I've seen his I've seen his fight sequences and choreography, very very good. Not to mention Joe Taslim, um, he's uh, Sub Zero. He is really good. So Scorpion, everyone knows who Scorpion's going to be. Um, Hiroyuki Sanada, he was the guy in uh, Wolverine, the one where he goes to Japan. He okay. was yeah he oh dude. He you remember the last samurai, the really the badass samurai, the one that was beating everyone up before he died. Oh, Tom Cruise. No, I am. Oh, Tom Cruise is just the guy who was there. I'm talking about uh, here. I'm oh, talking what, about, what, wait, wait, wasn't Tom Cruise the last samurai? He was the last samurai. <sighs> uh, no, the one that before he died. I'm saying in the film. Pay attention to the words. Tom you said the last samurai. No, the last samurai that died. Yeah, well, I'm sure he died at some point. In the film. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, the new film is going to have tons of really good raw and 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 um, tempered talent. It's going to be amazing martial arts sequences. I guarantee you that. that Storyline, I have no idea. But My question is, is, at the end of this film, uh, Raiden becomes immortal again, right? Yes. Yeah, he becomes an elder god, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah, but is is he like um, going to be just as old, or is he going to be older looking? That was because uh, at some point it's like because in this in this movie, I'm sorry, Raiden looks so feeble and yes. so like you know brittle. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, because as a when he did have his uh, demigod powers, he didn't really need to fight. He has electricity, and you can't kill him, so he doesn't have to have a physique. But now yes. when he becomes mortal, like, yeah, he probably should have worked out a little bit. <laughs> probably should have done some training. Pretty much. Okay, so you remember in this in this movie, you saw Matara, right? I don't know these names. He was the so, guy that looked like the guy from the Foo Fighters, but he had like a horse's butt? Yes, yes. Yeah. Did that just irk you that he had hair like that or no? 
What, are you talking about the Minotaur? Yes. Foo Fighters? You think he looked like Dave Grohl? Well, take a closer look at him next time. I'll tell you, it doesn't look like... Ask, you, ask yourself if he doesn't look like Dave Grohl. I, I swear to you. Uh, okay, I'll take your word for it. I'm not a big Foo Fighters fan, so wow. I'm not going to look. Okay. Oh, I'll pretend I didn't hear that. Well, no, but <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you why. Because um, over the last year, everything I've seen the Foo Fighters on when they've done like a special guest song or whatever, they sing the same fucking song over and over and over again. Everlong? You no. Know? Yes. And, and it's like, dude, you guys are supposed to be fucking awesome. But yet every time you do Saturday Night Live or this guest appearance or this guest appearance, you sing the same song. Then the inauguration of Joe Biden, you sang the same song. <laughs> like, I, I know you have other songs, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're but those, those are be- generally those are crowd pleasers. It's, it's like nobody's going to get upset by this. So – I'm upset by okay. it. All right, most You're people. You're upset by a lot of things these days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me ask you a question, there, Mister. Yeah, this uh, realm in which they, we live in, or the Mortal yes. Kombat verse is in, they talk about the the Elder Gods. Yeah. Uh, does God, uh, like the Christian God, exist in these worlds? No. Okay, that's what I thought. The movie opens with. The world was created in six days. Yeah, I know. And it will be destroyed in six. And on the seventh exactly. day, the humanity will rest in peace. Uh-huh. Right off the bat, I'm already – wait. So they're acknowledging that God exists right away. And then their thing to scare us is you will all rest in peace. Like That's kind of a nice thing. If you're going to rest in peace, it should be, hey, you're all going to suffer. Die and suffer. Rest in peace? That's kind of nice. Which which brings me to another point that I had a conversation with my wife earlier today. Like you know, the deeply religious people is like heaven is like the the sought after thing that everybody's working towards right. on Earth. You know, to get to you know, and the way to get there is to die, right? Yeah, so yeah. why why are like ultra religious people like oh this person died? Why why aren't you happy for that person? They went to heaven. That was the end goal, right? If they got there sooner rather than later, man, they achieved. Yeah. Well, why, why are you sad for them? You know? As there's a lot of hypocrisy in religions. And uh, we could do a whole podcast just on that part. It's, but. it's sort, of like, sort of like when I used to go to church, you know, thou shall not judge, whatever. But when I went to church, I felt like I was being judged the most yeah. at church, you know, by everybody at church because – of my lifestyle or my work or my choice to go, I don't know, have a beer or something, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's a, thou shall not judge, you know, but you're freaking, never mind. That's a different podcast. Yeah. Okay. Back to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, I, I, it was so hokey. Uh, when that one scene with Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Yeah. He's like, get over here. I'm like, oh my Fuckers. God. Yeah, that was that was so hokey. Like, that's oh supposed my. to be an applause line. Everybody in the theater was seeing that for the first time. As soon as you said "Get over here," ah, yeah, he said it. But so, it was so cheesy. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Sub Zero is not just one person. That was. Sub-Zero, I was going to ask you about that. 
Okay. Yeah, I would figure that you were going to. Sub Zero's not one person. He's uh, he's like the leader of his clan, I guess, or the 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 person that has that ability specifically. Um, his the person that was killed in the first Mortal Kombat was uh, this was Sub Zero's brother. Right. Yeah. The difference is, is that um, Scorpion is there's only one Scorpion. He's the one that he's basically immortal. Okay. So but that's why he keeps on coming back. So why is he in Mortal Kombat? It seems like an unfair character to play. No, no, he has to he has to be re-resed, basically, basically. So okay. it's not like think of it so, like every time he dies, he has to be re-resed. That's so all. he he's immortal combat? He's a <laughs> but he's not, immortal. But not, but, he, he's immortal combat, but not in Mortal Kombat. Right. You're fine. Yes. Very well done. <laughs> So explain. Can you explain that scene to me? The, the Sub Zero, which part? Sub Zero is now on the side of the good guys because you killed my brother, but also because I don't like the guy I'm working for. Was, what's what's his vibe? What's what's happening here? Okay, so Sub Zero's character goes back and forth in the storylines, being good and bad. Um, this version is the one with the scar in his eye. He honestly, the character that plays him in the game looks more like Superman from the fifties, honestly. But okay. um, this character uh, is just trying to create a form of balance. He doesn't want to see the worlds like collide. That's basically it. Um, he's, I, from what I'm gathered, at least from my past of what I've read, the characters themselves, the, the brothers, they didn't really see eye to eye in that sense. I don't think they even liked each other very well. I, I may be wrong. Is that where the scar came from on his eye? Possibly. I don't remember because that's a long story. There is an actual video game called uh, – there's a spinoff from Mortal Kombat, which is all about Sub-Zero only. No. Oh. Yeah. I mean there are tons of games. You know, right now they're on Mortal Kombat 11, but there are probably like 20 other games that are outside of the Mortal Kombat fighting sequence that they've already been – that are also out there as well. That sounds exhausting. They increase the storyline. My my nine year old son hates Mortal Kombat. He's played it a few times, and uh, I told him I said, "Well, that's because you're not playing it right." No, the, 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 the greatest the greatest thing about Mortal Kombat growing up was the arcade. Mortal Kombat is an arcade game where you go with your friends and you go play and you have challengers coming up to try and play. But the actual gameplay where you fight the same guys, you know, throughout the whole gameplay and then you beat the game, you're like, oh, okay, I beat the game. All right, cool. You're done. What are you going to do? Go through and play the same characters all over again? No. The, the, the idea about the game is to have a friend you play against. Yeah. That's why uh, the console version of the games now have the online capabilities where people can come in and challenge you. Mm. Okay. So uh, back to Sub-Zero. This, this scene perplexed me as well because – You really liked that character, didn't you? No, no. It's just This is one of the many questions I have about the movie where it's like, help me understand. So Sub-Zero comes to save them and says, Katana is the linchpin to everything. She will – Save our entire world. Mm-hmm. Now let me build this bridge across a very small ditch. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, fine. <laughs> Who cares? And then Katana gets kidnapped by Scorpion. And Sub-Zero says, that's fine. We don't need her. You got to go train. Like, what? If she's a linchpin, how is he so cool about, ah, eh, she'll be fine. You're right. She's, throughout the whole movie, she's the key. Yeah. 
right? She got kidnapped. But in the end, the key is Liu Kang. <laughs> and that just doesn't make any sense. And hold on, my alarm's going off. <laughs> and so, speaking of that, Sub-Zero huh? says she's a, the key to everything. And this is based off of the, the legends. Uh, that uh-huh. uh, because apparently her mom got brought back from the dead and is now evil, and, yes and, o- no. and only she can save her. And I think that's what Sub Zero was alluding to, and Raiden also alludes to it later when he talks to whatever. But that all turned out to be fake. So was it only because of Raiden's dad kind of disseminating that lie? Because he also talked to the other elder gods. Would they not have told him that's not real? It's it, well. The thing about it is, is um, they were saying that Katana was the the linchpin for to stopping Shao Kahn, right? Yeah, through Sindel, right? To to stopping the portal. I, I I don't know if she was the linchpin to stopping him, but she was the linchpin in closing the rift, right? In closing the portal. Yeah. But that turned out not to be true. So then Sub-Zero is getting his information from the same place that Raiden was getting it, which was false. I think the reason why behind this was because she's the royal line. If Shao Kahn uh, gets dethroned, she takes over. I, I, I find it funny. You, you mentioned something about, you know, they don't believe in like the true God or whatever, you know, and stuff like that. But um, Raiden goes to the high temple to talk to the elder gods. Uh, apparently only two out of the three elder gods, because the other elder God was his father. Um, and he's like, how are you letting them do this? And they were like, like they say in the Bible, you know, I love my kids so much that I let them make their own choices, you know, on earth, you know, and they're like, uh, you know, they've got their own, uh, we let them have their ability to make their own choices and stuff like that. So, uh, it, it was just it, in the whole movie. Raiden's like, you have everybody has the power within them, you know. Blah blah blah. You don't need those metal arms, Jacks. You have it inside you, and like, it was just so hokey. Like, exactly, and also considering the fact that if he didn't have those metal arms halfway through the film, he would have lost his arm to begin with. Right, the acid or whatever that yeah. got shot out by that chest hand cannon guy. That was Cyrax, I think. Okay. The yellow one, right? Uh, yeah. Cyrax. The one that looked like Bumblebee from Cyrax. Transformers? Right. Yep. Yeah. That's what I have in my notes. Uh, he, he, <laughs> so, okay. Also, <laughs> Sonya picks up some dust from the floor, blows it at uh-huh. Bumblebee, and he basically is barbecued, quote-unquote, according yep. to Jax. The reason why they did that was because I guess they were saying that, that the it was combustible, the sand or whatever the thing was on on the floor was com- considered combustible or something like that. Okay. And Sonya has a fatality where she blows a kiss at someone. And yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it was like her ability, like, uh, but yeah, that was far fetched. Okay. Because I was I was just thinking she picked up this uh, apparently corrosive material with her bare hands, blew it at this guy, and they destroyed him. Why is why why does she have a hand still? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't understand exactly how that made sense at all. I know why they did it. I just don't know how they got it to make sense. And that's the biggest, that's one of my biggest qualms. I know they were trying to showcase their abilities, but in the beginning of the movie, they're, 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 they're painting them as mere mortals, humans without abilities. But yet in the game, they have abilities. 
mm-hmm. you know, and so they're trying to make their abilities be like human like, like, oh, I've got this dust in my hand. <laughs> Poof. Yeah. You know, it's like, but in the game, she blows a kiss and she's got this ability to, yeah. you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's bad. Very hokey. Yes. Yeah, but then, but then at the beginning of the movie, Johnny Cage, you know, he's got his shadow kick, you know, which is a, he's human. He doesn't have those abilities. They're mere yeah. mortals. They're humans. And then Luke Kang turns into a fucking Charizard. <laughs> yes. That's it. A green Charizard. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. Well, it's more like a Scyther to me. Well, okay. yeah. We were talking about a green, a green Charizard Scyther. So the, 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 them being mere mortals, uh, they just got back from saving the universe for a generation, supposedly. Yeah, and which then kind of funny. And then when they get back and like, well, you're not ready for a real challenge. What's a bigger challenge than saving the Earth or the universe for a generation? No, nah, and I got to go fight this guy. That's harder than a Mortal Kombat. I, this. Well, like, it, well, that's the thing. What they're trying to say. Um, Shao, remember how they were saying at the very beginning how Shao Kahn was the ruler of Outworld and Raiden was the protector of Earth. Yeah. They were both brothers, so they have the same similar abilities, like our craziness abilities, right? Right. Um, if the thing about it is, is their powers are stronger when they're on their own turf. Turf. Okay. So remember how at the very beginning, how, Sha- how Raiden says to Shao Kahn, uh, "When you're on Earth, you can't have no chance of stopping me or or defeating me." And right. then he says, well, that's kind of funny because our worlds are merging. <laughs> but um, the the oh, thing about God. it is, is their abilities supersede anyone else's. Basically, you're fighting a demigod. Either right. it be Shao Kahn or Raiden. The thing about it is, is I'm guessing uh, having the worlds merge weakens both of them, which is makes sense why at the end uh, – he uh, Shao Kahn was able to be beaten by Liu Kang. I, I I didn't see it as the world's merging. I saw it more as the underworld taking over Earth and pulling Earth into it, because that's why Raiden's brother still had more strength. See, I you're probably right because I did not see anybody from our world, Earth show up. It was yeah. just everyone from Outworld. So I mean, I, yeah, you, you you saw the Eiffel Tower yeah. <laughs> showing up, and the Golden Gate Bridge, and they even commented, uh, "What all the people on on in those cars?" He said, "Ah, they're kind of stuck in limbo." So Which, yeah, so, yeah, so they were they, still on Earth, or they're or like they're like paused, basically. Hmm. Got it. So the interesting thing about it, which is the main linchpin, really, that they were holding on from the very beginning, or the smoking gun was the fact that because Raiden lost all of his powers because of the merger, so did Shao Kahn. I thought Raiden gave up his powers. No, he gave up his immortality, not his powers. Also, oh, when his powers were leaving him, but, it was not because he gave it up. It was because of the merging? Yes. Oh. But, but when the merging was happening and you had um, Mr. Uh, Liu Kang turning in, into a green dragonite from Pokemon yes. and... Um, then you had Khan turning into the three-headed dragon from uh, Godzilla. Uh, no, Willow. Willow? Okay. Willow. Okay. Okay. I mean, you had that. I mean, he had his powers. I mean, he turned into that three-headed dragon, dude. That's like, not that's not considered the powers because Luke Kang can do the same. 
Yeah. It's a form of um it's a it's a form of like altering who you are in some it's not like a magic that you can get even as a mortal, basically. Because every yeah. character has their own animality back then. Now I thought it was really cool when Liu Kang transformed and his eyes turned yellow. That was badass. I was expecting something epic. And then he transformed into this claymation freaking worse. Oh, yeah, that could have been so much better. And be, just I, because I, I, I love doing this, this movie came out in 1997. Jurassic Park came out in 93, I believe. So the technology for CGI, Jurassic Park nails. Yeah. It's so, problem, such a big departure. Was there a big budget difference between the two? I'm sure there was. Yeah. The, but, the thing about it this way, each company that um, gets like uh, sectioned for each movie doesn't have the safe capabilities. There's no, there's no staple for certain types of, of techniques that are used in CGI. I'm so, sure if Steven Spielberg had anything to do with this, it would have been much better. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, uh, or uh, Guillermo del Toro. Oh, that would have been perfect. But they also have the foresight to look at the script and like, I'm not putting my name on that. Which is yeah, why they're right. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing is, is, were they trying to make this movie just be like the video game instead of an actual movie, like a like cinematic it. movie. That's very possible. Because from what I've seen, what going through the reviews, they, they, they were the nostalgia factor was pretty good. The people that like Mortal Kombat, like diehards, are all about this, and yeah. everybody else is is like us. Like what the f- sort of like the diehards of Transformers or uh, Megan Fox. You know, they they'll love the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. So let me ask you about this. Uh, Shadow Wolf person guy. Night Wolf. Night Wolf. Yeah. He goes to him to to Why train, basically, that? right? Yep. And he mentions you, you need to pass three tests before you'll be ready. Yeah. And the first test seemed to be being able to fall asleep and wake up again. What were the, what were the three tests? It, do you remember in the first movie how it was like t- you have to test your your courage, your soul, whatever, right? In the very beginning. And Luke, at the end of the film, in number mm-hmm. one, and he passes all those tests within seconds. Okay, I don't, I honestly don't remember much about the first movie except for uh, Raiden being upsetting. Okay, so, well, I liked Raiden in the first one, actually, compared to this one. I didn't like him as a white dude. No, I liked him in this, I liked him in the first one more than I liked him in the okay. second one. Yeah, it's, it's just, it didn't fit to the Raiden that I had built in my head based off of the video games. How do you? How could you do that? I mean, he's covered from head to Cause, toe. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. He builds Raiden up like uh, the guy from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> oh, that's okay. that's what he builds Raiden up as. Even that Raiden would have been more acceptable to me than this white dude with white hair. I would say if you could put Raiden, because Raiden in his face, even in every Mortal Kombat, has been a white dude, even in the game. Then it's racist. He's got a no, this is, he's got a, a rice hat on and like a kimono basically. He's appropriating. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's no <laughs> one else to say what else he looks like because he's always been looking like that. That's all I'm saying. It's the overall vibe that I got from him, and then seeing that and like, oof, that's not. Doesn't no, I mesh. get it. No, I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the the overall appropriation for for the characters makes sense. But like, if you look at the characters' uh, development. Over the years, he really doesn't look any different. 
I mean, you could probably put Michael Fassbender in his Raiden, and he'd look better. More like the character you see in the game. Okay. But he's still a light guy. See, to, to me, it'd be like uh, if uh, Shredder, before we saw yes. any initial movies. Babies! Yeah, and then Shredder takes off his mask, and it's Michael Sarah. I'd be like, uh-huh. what the? What is happening? This is, yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> this, it doesn't match at all, the image. <laughs> The, the first thing that got me in the movie was um, <clears throat> Johnny Cage dies. Yeah. And his wire-rimmed sunglasses hit the floor and sounds like <laughs> coins. It's very dramatic. Hitting, hitting concrete, you know? It was like, this is like, ding, 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 ding. Like somebody won the slots in Vegas or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just like. By the way, this was going to be in trivia, but apparently at the end of the last movie, somebody crushes his glasses. So those wouldn't even be there in this movie, but whatever. He could buy, he could buy a new pair of glasses, dude. Come on. In the five minutes since they got back from Mortal Kombat? Dude, dude they're, not, they're, not, they're not like uh, Cyclops' you know, glasses that holds his powers in his eyes, you know, that you know, <laughs> Professor X needs to forge some new ones. You know, they're just a fucking pair of sunglasses, aviators or whatever. All right. Uh, so you guys were talking about, or uh, I think Mesher had mentioned that the the, the fighting was uh, Luke Kang was the good and Jax was good because they both are, have training. Uh, Jax is just punching people. That's that's yeah. his whole thing to the point where he's able to punch this dragon type thing in the ribs a couple times and then it dies. <laughs> that was the angle he was hitting him at. It was even like, what? you're not even trying. This how's that going to kill a guy? I don't need these metal arms. I've got the power within me. Ugh. And even that doesn't try, come to yeah. fruition. He, 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 he takes his arms off and he's still punching. I'm like, okay, so the strength doesn't mean anything. But his technique does? Or At, at some point in the movie, the, the, where he's standing there in one of these scenes, you know, they don't look like uh, prosthetics like on his arms. They move like they're just sleeves of the jacket. <laughs> well, they are. Turns out. <laughs> yeah, apparently they're just sleeves in his jacket. You know, that's what they they look like. Because as he's moving, you see it like move up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> it's metal. It shouldn't be moving like plastic. <laughs> All right. So tell me about the, this this mom, Mister Ohm. The, the the mom. Did we see the mom in the first movie? Sindel. Yeah. Was she in the first movie? Okay. She was not in the first movie. She was in. She was uh, created later in the other sequels of Mortal Kombat. Okay, so we're just finding out that this is Katana's mom in this movie, Correct. Uh, Correct. which died in a time which we don't know about. Brought back to life. What is her deal? What is her? She has magical powers of some kind. She's a queen of. She's basically the equivalent of a banshee. Okay. Because uh, that's that's a thing. That, one time in the movie, she uses her her scream and destroys buildings. And this goes to my constant argument: if you have that ability, that power, why not use it all the time? Yeah. Because you she have gets, to press the right buttons, dude. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's only allowed to use her abilities when the uh, her boss tells her okay. to. So it's it's just complicated to do a half uh, counter. It's not that way. It's not like Street. It's not like Street Fighter, dude. The the buttons are very different. Oh, is that right? 
Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, in this one, it seemed like her boss, which would be Khan, has one of those easy buttons from Staples. Beep, beep. That was easy. <laughs> and then she's able to do it. <laughs> or a power glove. Or what are those called? Was it Gauntlet? The thing that used to wear them uh, for Super Nintendo. I never was able to afford one, but it was like uh, had buttons, I think, on the glove itself. And it's supposed to make mm-hmm. playing games easier. It's one of those like, oh, that'd be great. But then it's like, that's also way out of reach. I don't know. I was playing gyroscope. <laughs> you know, with the little <laughs> robot that picked up the red thing and moved into the... Never mind. Uh, so uh, I, I was also mentioning that they were speeding through this movie, I think, quite a bit. Yes. So the fight scenes, there's only really one actual fight scene. And that was Liu Kang versus uh, the, the other guy. Uh, Shao Kahn. Every, every other fight scene was kind of just a, a one shot. Uh, punch, you're down. Kick, you're down. There, there was not a whole lot of back and forth. The 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 only fight, the, the fight between Liu Kang and Shao Kahn seemed like an actual Mortal Kombat fight, where you could you could they could have put the little power bars above their heads, and you could see the powers going down. Whereas every other fight was kind of like a one hit, boom, all the way out. Oh, that that one took half my life, and then now I'm dead. It it didn't. It was weird. So, yeah. had, had they had they in these fight scenes that didn't exist um, had those power bars show up there, I think would have made the movie better. Because I then agree. You, then you would have re- then you would have realized, oh, it's a video game movie, yeah. and they're trying to portray <laughs> the video game, and so they're showing the power bars going down. Then I would have probably enjoyed it a little, not much, but a little bit more. It would have got me more into the, I'm not watching a real movie. It's supposed to be this kind of weird, cheesy thing. Now I'll follow exactly. you along. Yeah. Exactly. That's my words different. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so we, uh, we mentioned the anim- animality scene where the giant Charizard Dragon Knight fights against the uh, flying Kraken type of thing. And it seems like they, they take a couple hits at each other. And then they fall on the ground, and that wakes them up from animality. They're just like just like that. They're pulled out of it. It doesn't seem like a very strong ability. Okay, so animality was used in the case for fatality, where they just turned in the character, destroyed the person, and they went back to where they were. So they didn't have much uh, to, uh, information to work off of. So I'm guessing they took a lot of liberties and said, like, oh, it's a time limit. Or, oh, it's based upon um, until they get knocked over or something like that or lose contact. Damage. It's, yeah. it's sort of like a fight in uh, hockey. You know, you can fight, but as soon as one person hits the ground, the refs come in and pull you apart. Oh, okay. <laughs> Supposedly. All right. So they need to wait more time to charge their super before using it again. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm okay. thinking more on the lines of the, the time limit than anything else because in every Mortal Kombat, if you finally just win against another character, you get a chance for, I think it's like 10 seconds or something like that, to do a certain type of combo to or a certain type of a combination to create either fatality, friendship, babality, or animality. Yeah. And I feel like the that's where they limited their abilities to do so. So it would be more along the lines of um, timed for like what ten seconds tops. Okay, I was just uppercutted to make them fall into the spikes on the ground. Yeah, it's not a normal transformation; it's a limited transformation. I see. Sure. 
There was one uppercut in the movie that I was like, oh, okay, there it is. Where the uppercut was my move. That's I was because I'm not good at these games, so I was like, I'll just keep uppercutting. I'll get him eventually. <laughs> You're talking about Raiden's uppercut at the very beginning of the film? No, no, no. Towards the end, uh, I think oh. it was. Uh, I think it was Liu Kang uppercutted somebody into the roof. He did that, but he did that with his kick. Oh, nah, that was yeah. a different scene then. I don't know. Only, only Raiden. I think only Raiden uppercutted. Maybe Jax too. I'm not sure. But Raiden definitely uppercut him in uh, Shao Kahn yeah. in the beginning of the film. In the beginning of the film, yeah, he did it. He did his trademark uppercut. Oh, okay. No. All right. Oh, oh sorry. Different <laughs> no. game. Mm. I mistake. How dare you? Oh, uh. so I remember this film when I was when it was coming out. I was really psyched to see it, um, mainly because I wanted to see if Kung Lao would show up. Which was that? Kung Lao is uh, from the same monastery or brotherhood as Liu Kang. He's the one guy with the hat that sliced people in half. Oh, I don't remember that character at all. Oh, he is one of the most amazing characters I could probably ever say there was in Mortal Kombat. So there uh, uh, was was it Goro, the guy that had Goro. He's the one that had four arms. Yes, Uh, Goro is in the first movie that had four arms. Uh, I think Shiva was the woman version of Goro. Okay, so that was Shiva in this movie then. Yes. Yeah, the 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 special effects for her bothered me also, where you could see the arms kind of uh I, I know the effect they did and and I could even pull that off here with my green screen. Uh it's just just kind of like mm. Yeah. But I mean, as far as effects go for the rest of the movie, it's on par, I guess. So like it's like you could tell her second set of arms was like tethered to the other set. No, it was green like, screened. It was you, you could see the arms that were coming out of the arm. They were like moving around of where they were supposed to come out because the green screen sheet probably was just moving. Maybe a little breeze, uh, <laughs> which, is, which makes a lot more sense why the character didn't really move much. She would just basically stay in the same position, and her arms would just be there. It's like she just like like bounced back and forth within like a couple inches, and yeah. then she would just like in a ready position. That's what she did the whole film. There is a one fight scene with uh, Liu Kang where he was uh, uh, freeing Katana. Yeah. And one, <laughs> of guy, one of the guys he's fighting has two swords and gets it around his Yes. Head. That's Baraka. And just, and just sits there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your murder. <Remember>, ha, <laughs> I got you pinned and I got swords on either side of your neck and I yeah. can easily just go whip and your head's gone. But I'm just going to stand here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I got the drop and on you taunt, and taunt you a second time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Baraka would do that in his fatality where he would cut their heads off. Um, How long would it take? Would he pause for five minutes? 10 seconds. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, you probably could get away with that 10 second rule for most of the problems in this film. <laughs> yeah. As I was saying earlier, the, the, the fighting seemed nobody had training. So it almost seemed like they were, all right, I punch but here. Mashing? Now you move here. Okay. Now I'm going to punch with my left arm. Get ready. Move. Good. You dodged. Well done. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was all very uh, mechanic. It didn't flow. Yeah. Things over the years and practice, there's been a lot of changes with the choreography and stunting stunt work. I guarantee you, 
that you will not be unhappy with the new film coming out. Yeah. But I can guarantee you that the reason why this movie was the way it was is because there was not enough practice. So the best part of the movie for me was Katana's uh, fight scene where she was with her blades. And then all of a sudden they fanned out. That was the coolest part of the whole movie right there is when mm-hmm. her, and she's sitting there and her blades are fanned out. Okay. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's cool. And Katana's pretty cool, to be honest with you. The, 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 the actress that played Katana. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So Katana, because uh, I remember seeing that in the beginning where she had those what looked like um, – swords wavy swords chris's yeah uh, the, sometimes it looked like swords but at other time it looked like a blunt object yeah because, yes. because they're, they're made out of foam they're made out of foam <laughs> yeah that's right and like that's awesome. really thick it's not gonna cut anybody and then she fans it out oh i see so is, is it meant to be a blunt object that turns into a fan or is it meant to be a sword that turns into a fan no, it's just really crappy uh, craftsmanship. Okay. Because <laughs> I have a fan that does the same thing. Oh, I believe him. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's uh, probably super legal as well. <laughs> Only if you carry it outside the house. Ah, oh, got it. Understood. Uh, I think we're basically uh, done, guys. Don't Don't bring it to my house again, okay? <laughs> oh, especially on especially on Halloween, it's not allowed in a Halloween mm-hmm. costume. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to dress up as Katana anyway, so it'll be fine. Aww. But you did such a good job last year. <laughs> I was Melina. It was very awkward because I came as a lecturer, and I was like, "Hold on, we can't both uh, carbon." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I think the I was. I was Raggedy Ann. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of it, Raiden, was he dead and got brought back to life? Or was he yes. just knocked out? He was dead. dead. Full on dead. Yeah. The, uh, the elder gods brought him back. So he dies. Uh, let all this happen and then gets a promotion, basically. is what Pretty much. How the movie ends. Okay. He died for his beliefs and got rewarded for it. All right. I'm I'm done trying to figure out this movie. There's right, honestly, this is just basically fan. What 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 is, what is it when you're just doing this just to showcase? What's it called? Montage. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you, you get what I'm talking about. Fan um, fiction. This, this... Showcase. <laughs> there it is. Nailed it. Look at you, man. Uh, so I I think that's all this really was was just basically a showcase of all the characters they couldn't put in the first film. Okay. And all their abilities. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, all. I mean, the only thing I really feel like they should have done was put Cabal in, because he would have been crazy. But if you killed him, would you get Cabal gold? Uh, that's the joke. Got no, it. he would just be fallen. Ah. <laughs> all right. Any other final thoughts before we move on with the game? Two no. no. Yeah. Can't wait for the new movie. I, I will say that the, the the new hope that we have for movies that come out now is they won't let shit like this slide anymore. Not to not to this level. Yep. If they're going to do this, the fighting sequences are going to be good. The uh, graphics are going to be better. 
storyline may still suck balls, but at least it won't be so hard to you, watch. <laughs> see, you can't produce a movie this horrible no. in this day and age, especially, yeah. you know, everything's going to streaming now. So, right? I mean, <sighs> I'm just glad that they're not going to have another, another uh, Dave Grohl in a horse suit. <laughs> That's all I care now, because that was horrible to look at, stare at anything at. Just looking at him, like, why? Why? Yeah. I mean, he, he whipped his back end pretty good. Pretty, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, like, you could do the same thing if you attached, like, a, a, those, like, horses' bodies that with the wheels at the bottom. The same thing. The Trojan horse. The, the, but, but, but <laughs> see, the thing is, is the way they did it, he, he got to whip and then he nay-nayed. Uh, oh, because uh, kind of a horse. Uh, <laughs> nay, nay. <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's move on. Then when he died, man, that was one stanky leg. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy. Um, all right. So that was our opinion of the movie. But like I said, at the top of the show, we have lots of opinions with zero credentials. Now we're going to hear from actually. Now we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials. We'll also hear from the audience. So top critics in the audience. I'm going to give you two reviews of each, good and bad. Hopefully, this will help you with the Rotten Tomatoes game. We're going to play right after. Let's start with the bad because that's the mood I'm in. Yeah. Let's do the uh, let's, let's do the critics. Stephen Ray from the Philadelphia Inquirer from 2014 says, "Never, at least not since the first Mortal Kombat, has tedium been so loud, so full of backward flips and flying fists to the kissers of centaurs from another realm." Uh, John. Petrakis from the Chicago Tribune. The first sequel to the 95's highly successful Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat Annihilation adds little to the development of the saga except for a truckload of martial arts sequences and a whole mess of bigger and louder special effects. What? Bigger and louder special effects? I don't know. I, 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 do, I do have to say that the, uh, the sequence with uh, uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion in that dungeon area... Where he made the bridge and whatnot. Yeah, the very small bridge that it only helped you five feet off the ground. Yeah, and the, the funny thing is, is, it broke so quick when they were fighting. Like, <laughs> yeah, after one hit, it started crumbling. But um, it, it, in that sequence, there, it seemed like that was such a vast, big, open, cavernous type area. And then at the end of the scene, after Scorpion took Katana. And it was just, you know, Liu Kang and Sub-Zero. It looked like this small little bedroom set. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that bothered me the most about it is he built this bridge because, like, oh, you won't get across without this. But the, the gap was, like, three feet. You could have just hopped across <laughs> it. And even if you did fall, it's only a five-foot drop. What was the point of the bridge? <laughs> it was the funny part about it because in the film, you could uh, – um, in the game, you uppercut them and they fall into a different. You break something and fall into a different area, yes. and then you continue on fighting. Yeah, I, I think that. that's what they're going for, but they did it a very bad way. Yeah. Anyway. All right, those are the bad reviews from the top critics. Now let's hear from the good reviews from the top critics. Uh, we're gonna have to wait for a top critic to actually write a good review because there are none. So do with that what you may. Now let's do the Rotten Tomatoes game. This is the part of the show where I make you guys guess the score based on its Rotten Tomato score. If you're not familiar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst the critics in the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh, 85 and up certified fresh. 
So based on those two bad reviews and the zero good reviews for the top critics, what do you think the score is? Uh, ten. Ten from Maestro. Holy shit. I was just going to say ten. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to go eight. Eight. Uh, the top critics I have this. I don't think it's higher. I don't as, think it's higher. It's rotten. How crazy would it be if it was nine? Uh, no. It's two. Two oh, percent, not but not as bad as Master Disguise. Yeah. That was one. Oh man! All right, good reviews from the audience now. From Alex R. from 2021, I love it. I get pissed when I see the low score. I mean, I can understand the criticism, but I've seen much worse movies. This is a fun watch for any Mortal Kombat fan. Andrew L. from 2009. I really like this movie. I really do. I love martial art action movies. I'm a big action guy. This movie is good in the category. Not as great as the first in terms of story, besides the fact that Outworld is being merged with the Earthrealm and Liu Kang and the gang has to stop it from happening, but still a good one. Bad reviews. Rosie F. from 2021. They replaced main characters like Raiden, Johnny, and Sonya. It was painfully obvious. The plot made no sense. There were too many characters for no reason at all. The special effects were terrible. Awful CGI. And it was cringe-inducing then and cringe-inducing now. Spare yourselves and just enjoy the first movie. And be excited about the new one coming. Gabo E. from 2009. The sequel sucked so much ass. The first movie was excellent. But this one's so stupid. The special effects are shit. Almost everybody got recasted, except for Liu Kang and Katana. The costumes look like cheap B-movie Halloween costumes. So many characters jump in without explanation and either disappear or they die quickly. There's not much good fight scenes. Half the characters are fucked up. (laughs) Oh, Shao Kahn is Raiden's brother? Shinnok is the father? Smoke has moves like Sector? What the fuck? But I do like the soundtrack. So those are the good and bad reviews from the audience. Yeah, that, that would have to be my exact review. Are you sure that wasn't my review? <laughs> so based on the good and bad reviews from the audience, what do you think they rated this movie? Eight. Eight? Ooh, you went higher. Mm. No, I, I did eight last time. Oh, okay. I'll go ten. Ten. All right. The audience has this as rotten with 25. Oh, my. Hmm. Paul Giamatti and G- we're not going to do that segment. Uh, trivia. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to put no, them in there. We're not. No. Uh, never. No. This is the part of the show where I give you guys little bits of factual information you may not know about the movie. <laughs> I, I fucking love how you did that. Sorry. <laughs> that was great. Because <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, when I'm watching these movies, I try and think <laughs> who would I put in where? And I was just like, as I was watching the movie, I was like, No. 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 I wouldn't want to see them try any of these characters. Yeah, no. It would make I me think less of them. I wouldn't want to put them through this. <laughs> right. Ah, oh. oh, same human. All right. Uh, the Mortal Kombat co-creator Ed Boon hated this film. Uh, Ray Park's first film role. Ray Park is the guy that plays Darth Maul and all the things after that. His first film role was as Raiden's fight double in this movie. Uh, Lyndon Ashby was asked to return as Johnny Cage, but turned it down after reading the script. Christopher Lambert also declined to play Raiden because he didn't like the script either. Michael J. White 
was scheduled to play as Jax, but eventually he got the lead role in Spawn instead. He would eventually portray Jax in Mortal Kombat Rebirth in 2010 and Legacy in 2011. Who was Baraka, Maestro? Barack or Barack? What? Wait, wait. Baraka. Baraka. That's the guy. The, the guy with the weird swords coming out of their arms that keeps on swinging back and forth. Oh, okay. Well, apparently, uh, it might have been Sebastian Stallone to play that role, but he <laughs> but he turned it down. Thank well, goodness. Just like everybody else turned it down. All right, money makes the world go round. We want to put this film into perspective with other films that released this year so we can feel financially how held up to its peers. The budget for this film, $3. No, that's, uh, $30 million was the budget. $30 million. Wow. So based on that, what do you think it grossed in the U.S. and the foreign box office combined? Oh, that's tough, man, because this is a sequel. People saw the first one. It was actually decent. Uh there are a bunch of fans hoping for something better or at least just as good. Eight million. That's a good, that's a good number. I'm going to go with 10, 10. <laughs> you bastards. In the U S this gross $35.9 million. In the, in the foreign box office was 15.5, bring the total worldwide gross to 51.4. Million. <laughs> uh, this film debuted on November 21st, 1997 with $16.8 million. This was the 58th highest grossing film of 1997. Number one that year uh, was Men in Black. Uh, Good choice. Which had much better, much better acting, much better uh, CGI, much better everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. The CGI in that leagues ahead of this uh, all right oops you may have noticed a time or two that one of us mostly me has made some kind of error during the podcast so to make myself feel better i'm going to tell you times where the movie got things wrong because poe buddy's nerfic there was a lot of these so i just chose a couple here at, at around 36 <laughs> minutes as jade holds Duke king under her under her spear as she says when i'm all well, what when i alone am too much for you Lucane is seen mouthing her lines. <laughs> this is they're just rehearsing and it gets put in the movie. Annihilation continues where the first movie ended, but Sonya, Lucane, and Raiden are wearing completely different clothes. At around 42 minutes in the fight scene with Sonya and Milana, the mud on their clothes changes positions and is mostly dry by the end of the fight. The other thing is, is she needs to find a lake. And then the very next scene, it looks like she's gone through a washing machine yep. with bleach and everything. It's brand new, crisp. Yeah. yeah that, was- that was one of the ones that I had seen as well. And I'm just like, okay. Uh, at around 17 minutes, the ice bridge Sub-Zero makes is very obvious and is not made of anything close to resembling ice. Being that, ice is much heavier than the ice bridge that broke into two pieces and fell into a pit. Yeah, that bridge was awful. All right. That was Mortal Kombat Annihilation from 1997, directed by John Linotti. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write just via email, spoilers at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts to help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review and recommendation, that movie goes to the top of our list. Watch it before any other requests. 
Next week, there's a movie coming out called Separation. It's about a young girl that finds solace in her artist father and the ghost of her dead mother. So we're going to do a movie that's kind of related to that. I reached out to Hollywood to find out what he thought, him being a horror movie buff, and he suggested that we watch from 2010, Insidious. Yes! Yes! I like this one. You did? Oh. Yes. All right. I have not seen it. The funny thing is, is there's there's many movies of Insidious, right? There's like there's like four of them. Okay. There's wait, is this the one with the twins? I have no, no idea. That is not the one with the twins. Which which one's that? Never mind. Okay, because my daughter went to school, uh, junior high and high school, with a set of twins that was in a major movie horror film. Um, I can't remember. I thought it was Insidious. You sure it wasn't Doctor Sleep? No, 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 no. It was a single word. I'll figure it out and I'll talk about it next week. All right, fantastic. So, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for watching. Uh, Sorry to put you guys through that if you did watch the movie. Uh, And also not sorry because you suffer with us. So, until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Cowboy and sorry for the nodder. What's a nodder? I nodded off many times during this movie. Oh, Uh, okay. Bye. What? What? Huh? What? Uh, Jesus.